Well, UConn's loss gives us a chance to revisit our top five rankings as we get into 2023 with the Purdue Boilermakers as the new number one team this season. You are Locked On College Basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up? Welcome to the Locked On College Basketball Podcast, a five times per week daily national college hoop show part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your co-hosts, Andy Patton. He's Isaac Shade, and today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. All right, Isaac, we got to get straight into it. The UConn Huskies finally lost. We knew that the odds of them going undefeated this season, especially in a good but not elite but still very solid Big East, we knew that it was going to be tough. Of course, they ended up getting picked off by a very, very good Xavier squad. They now have a loss on the season. I think it broke their streak of not only winning every game but winning every game by double-digit points as well. It's been a fantastic season for UConn, but eventually everybody has to fall. What did you think of this contest here, Isaac? Yes, I think that I think Villanova actually broke that streak. They only beat oh, them by right, they did the game before that. But yeah, the first 13 I mean, still come on, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but Andy, happy new year. It's good mm-hmm. to be together. We've got two, only two undefeated teams left. Crazy. It's Lobolicious. You love to hear it. Um, <laughs> here's the thing as we talk about this uh Yukon and Xavier game, Andy. Um, which I should, man, I got a Xavier t-shirt. I should have worn it. What am I doing? Um, (laughs) Yeah. Listen, here's the thing. Folks, if you haven't been dialed in on Xavier a little bit, you might be thinking, oh man, uh, UConn goes to Xavier. Maybe they aren't who uh, we thought they were. That's not true at all. Listen, Xavier right now is like 21st, I believe at Ken Palm last Mm -hmm. I looked, I had it in. Um, no, they're down to 23rd right now, but okay, whatever. Still <laughs> phenomenal what they're doing right now. And so a lot of this is it doesn't make me think any less of UConn. Um, mm-hmm. When we reveal our top fives here in a second, I'm going to drop them the number two in my rankings just yep. because in rankings you have to. But to mm-hmm. the eyeball test, they're still my number one team. Um, mm-hmm. That's my big takeaway from this. And so this win for Xavier doesn't make me think less of UConn. It makes mm-hmm. me think more of Xavier and more of the Big East, honestly, a- as a conference. Yeah, I'm with you 100% on this. I- I- I've seen Xavier a handful of times this year. Sean Miller, excellent coach. Uh, this team is deep. They're talented. The you know, We, we kind of knew that the front court was going to be a really solid strength right. there coming into the year. Right. Zach-, Zach Fremantle had an excellent game against Utah. Nice du- nice double-double, 16 points, 11 boards for him. Uh, but the guards have really stepped up in a significant way for this team as well. Uh, Baum, Baum Sally Baum, has been an outstanding addition for them. He did not have a particularly great game against UConn. That wasn't really where he he shined, but he's been fantastic for them all season long. Uh, I think this is a really dangerous team, and I I agree with your assessment that this this victory says a lot more about Xavier than it does about UConn. And and it's really interesting, you know, both Miller brothers back in coaching Mm -hmm. this year, Sean and Archie. Sean Sean off to a little bit of a better start than, than is Archie. Um, and I know some Arizona fans, well, I guess Arizona fans aren't all that upset because Tommy Lloyd is killing it, yeah. but um, <laughs> they're doing fine. <laughs> yeah, so I guess everybody's happy except those that just want to see Sean Miller go down, mm-hmm. uh, burn it all to the ground. Anyway, 
as for UConn, one of the as, as I looked into this game and, and looked at mm-hmm. the stats of it, one of the issues for them was they just frankly didn't get to the line yeah. enough. Xavier, for example, 28 free throw attempts, and they made Andy 23 of them, a cool 82.1%. That's fantastic for them. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. UConn, only nine trips to the free throw line. Not only that, but they only made four of them. Yeah. So that means they were outscored by 19 by Xavier mm-hmm. at the line. And, and part of the issue is not only that, but it's Adama Sinogo, your, you know, mm-hmm. All-American candidate, and his backup, Donovan Klingon, this freshman who's really stepped up and been great for them. Neither of them had a single free throw attempt. Yep. Your bigs have to get to the line. But once again, as you said, with Xavier having such a good front court, I think that speaks also to uh, their ability to play these guys well without mm-hmm. fouling. Yeah, and I think part of it, too, it, it seems like UConn was a little bit unwilling to, to even challenge too much in the paint. I mean, they took 37 threes, yeah, that's 37 three-point attempts in this game. That's compared to 13 for Xavier. So, yeah, I think the first glance for many people when you see a free throw discrepancy as dramatic as this one might be to call into question the officiating. But when you also see that one team took 20 more threes, it can help kind of explain why the free throw percentage might be so, or at least the free throw attempts might be very off. The fact that UConn also missed five of their nine attempts, that's certainly not going to help either. Uh, But I think by by and large, it was just too over-reliant on shooting from deep, especially when you have guys like Sonogo, when you have guys like Klingon, like they didn't have great games, but at the end, I mean, Sonogo was fine. He had 18 points on 9-17 shooting. (laughs) his best game, but also not his worst game. But when you're playing a team like Xavier, and I know that this is what they try to do. I remember I watched the entirety of the game they played against Gonzaga, and that was what they really tried to do, is force you to shoot from the outside. And had Julian Strother not hit a pair of threes down the stretch, that game might have been in a different column for for Xavier as well. So they've, they've just been a really solid team all year. They went into this game with a good coaching strategy and clearly it paid off. Yeah, I'm really curious to see what the AP voters do with them as we head into this week, because their only losses for Xavier are Indiana at home, Duke on a neutral, and Gonzaga on a neutral. So, I mean, those are all good losses. I mean, nothing Mm -hmm. bad on the radar. Next up is they got a week off, and they don't play again until they're at Villanova on Saturday. Mm So uh, it'll be really interesting to see what they do there, Andy. The the other thing is that I love, I think another thing that speaks to me of, of Xavier's capability is mm-hmm. that there wasn't some Herculean effort, right? It's right. not like Fremantle went out and got 35 or something like right. that. You've got five guys scoring in double digits. Um, both uh, Fremantle and Colby Jones lead the way with 16, and Jack Nungy and Jerome Hunter each had 15. Mm-hmm. And so that balance is the type of thing that if you, if you as in your scouting report, if if you have to account for all of that, yep. love it. Bingo. Mm-hmm. So. Andy, with this game, as you said off the top, it is going to force us both to finally, mm-hmm. finally, to the to the uh, wonderment and joyousness of Boilermakers everywhere. Mm-hmm. Both of us are finally flipping around our top two. Let's hear yours first. Yeah, absolutely. You got to go with Purdue at this point. I think they've been number one in the AP for a while already. Uh, for me, they are the number one team in the country. We'll be interested to see how long they can maintain being a team that hasn't lost yet. They obviously have a very challenging conference schedule, but they have continued to persevere right through it. So I got Purdue up at number one. I only bumped UConn one spot. I think you alluded to that as well for yourself. So I still have UConn at number two. I think, again, a loss to a really good Xavier team doesn't 
move the needle for me that dramatically with UConn. Uh, and then rounding out my top three, the rest of my top five, my next three, uh, it's, it doesn't look all that different from what it looked like last week, quite honestly. I still have Houston at number three. I still have Kansas at number four. And I have Arizona uh, and what Tommy Lloyd has done at number five. I was watching Arizona closely in their game against Arizona State. And, and for a while, it looked like Bobby Hurley and the Sun Devils might take them down. But Arizona secured themselves a nice victory there. And I still think that for me, those, those are my five top teams in the country. And I think there's a, a handful of variety in how you order them. But to me, I there's a couple of teams I thought that just missed. Texas, Tennessee are two of the main ones that I think are kind of right on that edge there. But at the end of the day, like I, I feel pretty strong about those being the top five teams in the country. I'm with you. Like, as we'll talk about here in just a minute, Kansas almost got knocked off and we probably mm-hmm. would have dropped them. Mm-hmm. Arizona got like boat raced. Uh, yeah. Arizona stayed out of the gate, but man, mm-hmm. Sun Devils put up a great fight yep. there at home. And and so, yeah, that same principle that we've both applied to Houston is what we're applying to UConn now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to ding them for that one loss yep. to a good Virginia team. Like, it, it's it's whatever. And so, um, but no, they didn't lose to Virginia. Who did Houston lose to? I'm speaking incorrectly, Andy. Let me let me fix this right now. Alabama. They beat Virginia yeah. at Virginia. That's right. That's beat Virginia me. lost Alabama. Yeah. Anyway, which we both love that Alabama team. Well, here here's the not so crazy. Uh, the not so. Um, I don't even know what kind of news I want to say it is, but we have the exact same top five this week. I've got Purdue number one. I just for me, it's rankings are different than projections. I still think UConn is the better team. Mm-hmm. If the two teams played today on a neutral court, I'm going with the Huskies. But mm-hmm. as for my rankings, that's where I got to go with Purdue. Uh, mm-hmm. One team I want to point back out, as you said, is Texas. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've been putting a hold on them just based mm-hmm. on like what's happening without Chris Beard. Get a big win this weekend. And so I'm with Texas. Speaking yeah. of which... The Big 12, Andy, has cemented their place once again as the top conference in all of college basketball. But the leader of the pack, the Kansas Jayhawks, got a bit of a scare this weekend. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But first, this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team that you surround yourself with. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs, with which you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help your team achieve their goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. Go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 80, uh, 875 million member strong profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. LinkedIn Jobs helps make it easier to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all right there on one platform. You want to achieve your business goals in 2023 <laughs> and hiring the right team member might help you do just exactly that. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. 
For your second listen of the day, make sure you check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with insights and analysis that only the local experts at Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on YouTube, Odyssey, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Andy, the Big 12, we have to talk about this crazy, ridiculous 10-team conference Because why you look at Ken Palm right now, there is not a single team outside the top 50 at Ken Palm. That is ridiculous. That is a murderer's row. We got some Yankees action happening right there. And man, and so what what I love about that is that means like every Saturday, we're going to get big time matchups throughout the week. We're going to get big time matchups just about any time you turn on a big 12 game. I love it. Uh, Some of the some of the favorites won this weekend. Some didn't. Where would you like to start as we just take a little little troll, a little stroll around the Big 12 conference? Yeah, it's going to be an absolute rock fight in that conference every single week. And I'm so excited to watch as many of these games as possible. Absolutely. I, I want to start with the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, they played Oklahoma State uh, this past weekend. Oklahoma State, certainly not uh, one of the stronger teams in the Big 12, which is crazy because they're 27th in Ken Palm. So we're, we're certainly not talking about a bad basketball team. They're 8-5 and five on the year, which uh, doesn't look great. They have some pretty good losses on their resume. Uh, and Kansas kind of really, really escaped here. They were down 15 at halftime 15 but they're down 45 to 30 at halftime managed to hold the Cowboys to just 22 points in the second half really nice defensive effort from Bill Self's squad uh they got themselves a 69-67 victory uh, Jalen Wilson had 20 points in this one but uh this is the kind of game that that tests a program like Kansas this is the kind of game that like as much as I think that late December, early January games don't always define how your season is. You know, how you play in March is more important than how you play in January or November or December or whatever. But this kind of game helps. This is the kind of game that Bill Self wants his team to play in because they were down 15 points to a top 30 team in Ken Palm and came back and won. Not a lot of teams in this country can win that game. Kansas secured a victory here. This was a really nice win for them. Shows you why Oklahoma State is a dangerous team as well. Uh, and again, just Big 12, it's going to be it's going to be a rock fight every single game. <laughs> Absolutely it is. And unfortunately for Oklahoma State, they got kind of jobbed on a yeah. non-whistle at the yep. end. Uh, I really thought Bryce Thompson had been fouled there. And if you go on Twitter, you will see that from everyone as well. <laughs> yes. it, it's not called. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. you're not going to get that whistle at Fog Allen Fieldhouse. But mm-hmm. still, you can't swallow. That, that's always a frustration for me is when yeah. people are like, well, yeah, you swallow your whistle in that moment. Let the boys play. No, I mean, you got to adjudicate the game the same way yeah. you have the other 39 yeah. minutes and 58 seconds. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, it, like, that's it's just unfortunate to me. Yeah. And, there, and there's been a couple big ones lately. Like, I posted uh, on my Twitter this weekend, there was, we'll get to Carolina's loss. The leaky black play. The leaky black play. Like, it was like an ole uh, from the <laughs> Pittsburgh defender, and leaky yeah. got called for a charge on that. Yeah. And people are like blowing it. It's one of my biggest tweets I've ever had because yeah. people are like, what are we doing? So anyway, uh, not a great weekend for officiating, we mm-hmm. will say. Well, uh, we go on to Baylor, who actually did lose mm-hmm. at Iowa State by 15. And um, the, the thing here is when, excuse me, uh, Iowa State has had a couple big wins now. Mm-hmm. Um, they Obviously, we know they beat North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, uh, there you go with North Carolina earlier in the season. <laughs> Um, up in Portland and um, 
but their their only losses Iowa State are to UConn and mm-hmm. at Iowa, and yeah. so um, yeah, I mean, gosh, all of these Big Twelve teams, it's just nuts, and you're going to take losses and so Baylor losing on the road at Iowa State that in itself is not that bad but maybe getting drugged by 15 isn't that awesome here's the thing for Iowa State when Caleb Grill is on and he's good Iowa State is in great shape and that's exactly what happened in this game and so the uh there's you know they're gonna be up and down all season I believe Iowa State should be um but um, yeah, that's that's what we got there. Baylor's got to keep got to keep plugging along if if they want to get to be the team that they are. Andy, what about uh, the Chris Beardless Texas Longhorns? Yeah, Texas pulled them pulled off another nice victory, another one point victory here in the uh, Big Twelve, uh, seventy to sixty nine at Oklahoma. Uh, the two Oklahoma schools nearly each pulled off massive <laughs> victories. Uh, each lost by well, I guess one point for Oklahoma, two points for Oklahoma State. Uh, frustrating for fans. Uh, in that state, but a nice, nice win here for Texas. Uh, they didn't look particularly great in this no. game. Uh, you can kind of tell that they live and die a lot by how Tyrese Hunter plays, and Tyrese Hunter didn't play well. He had five points in this one. Three of them came from the free throw line, one of seven from the field, 0 of three from deep, just an ugly shooting performance from him. And the knock on Texas uh, kind of coming into the season and for basically every game of the season, except for when they played Gonzaga is that they can't shoot from deep Uh, and they just, they're not a great outside shooting team. Five of 15 in this one. Uh, I guess it's good that they probably weren't aggressively trying to take too many threes. Like if you know, that's not your strength, don't rely on it too much. Uh, Only six attempts from the bench. You like that. No player took more than three, three point attempts. So they're kind of learning to not necessarily overly rely on it, but when Hunter can't get to the rim or when he can't finish around the rim, you can kind of see how it can get a little sloppy for this team. And Oklahoma is, is a very solid team. Grant Sherfield had a really excellent game here, even though he didn't shoot it well from beyond the arc either. Uh, is there something going on with the rims there in Oklahoma? But uh, nice to see Texas get a win here. They kind of keep themselves right in the kind of conversation as a top five team. Uh, and again, wins like this. I don't look at this game and think, oh, wow, Texas isn't as good as I thought. I think oh, it's really hard to win games like this. And they managed to pull one out. Yes, man. And, uh, uh, Last one, I mean, obviously West Virginia lost, mm-hmm. uh, and they're a ranked team right now. We're not going to really hit on that, but mm-hmm. do want to note uh, TCU, man. I, I think most people had just kind of forgotten about them because yeah. of that early season loss to Northwestern yeah. State. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, man, uh, TCU's coming. They were down at uh, 11 at the half to mm-hmm. Texas Tech, came back in 167 to uh, 61 there. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, of course, that's a home game. And so, yeah. You know, it's one thing. It's like if that's in Lubbock, it's like you get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but TCU, great job by them as their football team is knocking off Michigan mm-hmm. by the way. Texas Tech had 23 turnovers in this Ugly. game. Andy, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Uh, one of the things that's interesting for TCU, only we talked uh, about uh, some some other anemic three-point shooting. Just two of 14 from three for the Horned Frogs in this one and Ugly. still manages to pull off this game mike miles is becoming who we expected and hoped he would be 23 in this game on an efficient 7 of 12 i'm excited to continue to watch what he does um helping tcu really get to be the team that they have expected and wanted to be this season well isaac there are a lot 
of excellent games going on over the, there was a lot of excellent games that did go on over the weekend. I should say not all of them were in the big 12, despite the fact that the big 12 puts together a lot of the best college basketball seasons all season long. Uh, There is one team that managed to barely, barely hold on to their undefeated record this season. We're going to talk more on that, but first today's episode of Locked On College Basketball is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from professional football, college bowl season coming to an end, of course, college basketball, NBA in the thick of their seasons. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. Make sure you check out the line for tomorrow night's SEC clash between Mississippi State and Tennessee. They are always the fastest and easiest way to get all of your betting information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Isaac, quick hitters here as there was a lot of college basketball action over the weekend. Final games of 2022, already the first couple of games of the year 2023. So many fun games on the docket. And we saw a team. Finally, finally, Christmas week was killing me, Andy. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Right. I know we finally got some good games. I was (laughs) uh, as much as I like watching Gonzaga put a hundred million points on Eastern Oregon. It was nice to see them play a real game on Saturday and nice to start to see uh, us get into conference play. Yes. Uh, Isaac, I want to talk about New Mexico, the Lobos held on to their undefeated record, still, still don't have anything in the last home. 76-75 win at Wyoming. Wyoming's a really interesting team in the Mountain West, a team that I think was expected to be more competitive. They had some pretty serious injuries early in the year, uh, so this is the kind of result that I don't think is as surprising, although some people might raise an eyebrow at it. Uh, the Lobos were down with under 20 seconds to go. Uh, they got two free throws from Jamal Mashburn, who I mentioned last week. Still makes me feel old that Jamal Mashburn Jr. is playing college basketball, uh, but still a, a really, really nice win for New Mexico. Wyoming had a shot at it, a death Desperation one. Uh, couldn't get either of their two final looks to go. Uh, New Mexico pulled off a victory, maintaining themselves as an undefeated team, top 25 team, legitimate chance to be a, a real player getting into March. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the next game we're going to, North Carolina had finally strung some mm-hmm. wins together after that notable four-game losing streak had built a four-game winning streak. And then they go to Pitt to uh, wrap up the 2022 and just dropped a turd. North Carolina had multiple times in this game where they had what seemed to be honestly a comfortable lead as you watched the game, um, and then just kind of messed around with it, and, and offense got inefficient, had a stretch in the first half where I think I believe they turned it over on three straight possessions and kind of had an opportunity late in the first half to put the game away and didn't Armando Baycott was incredible again, but what happens? North Carolina was not consistent about getting him the ball. Pitt eventually comes back and wins this game at home. Pitt, I believe now is four and O in the ACC. Keep your eyes on that. Andy, are you more concerned about the Tar Heels or about Jamal Mashburn's daddy's Kentucky Wildcats? <laughs> yeah, you know, I think I'm actually still more concerned about Kentucky, despite the fact that I think North Carolina's certainly their fall was was more dramatic from number one all the way to unranked. Uh, Kentucky's still really highly regarded in the Ken Palm rankings, but they just seem to have a lot of. Uh, 
issues right now. I think that's the simplest way to explain it. There's some team cohesion issues, players talking to the media saying that they're, uh, you know, that the team isn't gelling all that well. That's never good. You don't want your players saying that in the media. John Calipari is kind of trading off between blaming his players and blaming himself and blaming other people. And there's just a lot of kind of, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of people kind of all moving in the right direction at Kentucky right now. And I think that while I think that the team is probably talented enough to still you know, be one of the top 15, 20 teams in the country. I, I believe that is the same case with North Carolina as well. And they don't seem to be having as many of those issues. Certainly they, they're having issues with, you know, guards maybe taking too many shots, not getting the front court as, you know, as acclimated to the offense as they should. And some issues with Baycott and Nance playing together. But I think most of that stuff is more correctable than like, whatever the heck is going on in Lexington. That's right. Well, Andy, I know the, the Tar Heels are struggling a little bit, but Virginia might have mm-hmm. some competition nearing the top of the ACC. Take us to South Bend, Indiana. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Miami Hurricanes have been a, a really fun team to watch this year. Uh, they, they secured a victory against Notre Dame. Notre Dame's not great. As a team, 37 in Ken Palm for Miami, 110 for Notre Dame. So not necessarily a, a huge like jaw-dropping victory for them, but they're they're 13 and one on the year. They can they continue to win games that they should win. They're not losing games they shouldn't be losing. And quite frankly, that cannot be said for most of the rest of the teams in the ACC. A lot of teams yeah. in the ACC are losing games that they should not be losing, and Miami is is just not doing that. I think the backcourt combination of Nigel Pack and Isaiah Wong is just truly fantastic. They combined for 36 points against Notre Dame here in this one. Another come from behind victory. They were down at halftime, ended up outscoring the Irish by 12 in the second half. Uh, I think this is a dangerous team. I'm a little bit concerned about their front court. I'm a little concerned about their depth. They only had six bench points in this game. Bench points haven't been a huge part of what Miami has really done this year, but by and large, like, with the way that Duke has been somewhat inconsistent, with the way that North Carolina has been exceptionally inconsistent, <laughs> uh, you have to expect that Miami's right in that conversation. Obviously, Virginia is, is a huge player here, too. They're top 20 in both uh, offense and defense in Ken Palm, so that's going to be a really tough challenge for them. Meanwhile, Miami, top, they're 11th. I was about to say top 10. 11th uh, in <laughs> offense on Ken Palm. They're outside the top 100 defensively, so they're going to have to do some stuff uh, on the defensive end of the floor to really kind of challenge for an ACC title. But right now, I think they have as good a chance as anybody not named Virginia to really challenge for an ACC and a win over Notre Dame. Maybe it's expected, but you know what? Still helps. Man, uh, did not think we'd be saying that coming into the year. We <laughs> didn't <laughs> think man, that, that North Carolina Duke talk was it for top two. And now it's Virginia and Miami is probably your two prohibitive favorites at this point, unless Duke and North Carolina can get some things figured out. Heading back out West, Mm -hmm. UCLA survives at Wazoo, as you would say, Andy, the Cougs cooged. Washington State held a nine-point lead with six and a half minutes to go in this game, somewhere Clay Thompson was getting all sorts of excited. Um, But unfortunately, um, unfortunately for Washington State, UCLA came back and won this game. As we've said, like this, this is the thing you have. As I think it was the Texas game you mentioned that about Andy. It's mm-hmm. uh, or no Kansas and and winning the way they did. It's like yeah. you're gonna have to win sometimes this way in conference, even at a team as quite frankly inept as Washington State yep. is. UCLA was still down three points in this game in the final minute. I mean, Hawkins hit a couple free throws. Tiger Campbell got a steal, got a layup, and then survived a three-pointer at the buzzer. UCLA escapes 
with the 67-66 victory. Holden serve with Arizona atop the Pac-12. The, the, the last game of stick it or not the last game second to last game that we wanted to talk about uh, is also in the Pac-12 and that is Colorado and Cal not a game that I think a lot of people would expect to get some airtime here but Cal second victory of the season they're yes. backing up with Louisville um, go Golden Bears the Golden Bears man what a disastrous <laughs> season it has been for them but but in the spirit of Colorado doing what Colorado has done from the absolute get-go this season. You have no idea. I'm just going to tell people right now, use bet online. Don't bet on Colorado. I just, I cannot give you any prediction as to what the heck is going to happen with this team. They might beat Tennessee. They might lose to Grambling here. They're going to lose to the worst power six team in the power five team in the country. Georgetown's probably worse, uh, but they're going to lose to the worst power five team in the country here. 80 to 76. They give up 80 points to Cal that is just not acceptable. All five starters for the Golden Bears in double figures. And look, I I want I don't want to see any team continue to kind of stumble in mediocrity. But at this point, there's a part of me that wonders if Cal winning games is almost detrimental for them long term. Because <laughs> if the team wins a handful of games, they can justify not firing coach Mark Fox. And I think he might just win a few more games and hang on to his job. And meanwhile, Cal fans are just waiting for something to change because the days of Jalen Brown and uh, the days of Aaron Rodgers going back to football, that those days uh, it's been a long time since Cal has been particularly relevant on either sport and, and winning even games like this that are ultimately meaningless might keep that job. Uh, Mark Fox is for a while and hopefully that's not the case because I'd like to see this team be a little bit more competitive in the future. Yep. Oh, and rounding off our quick hitters, Michigan has finally done something good for themselves. Yes. After losing back-to-back games to North Carolina and yikes, Central Michigan. Mm-hmm. Listen, Wolverines make up for their loss to TCU in a big fat mm-hmm. way, obliterating Maryland 81 to 46 on uh, New Year's Day. So New Year, new leaf for the Wolverines. Mm-hmm. This game, Andy, was 44 to 13 at <laughs> halftime. Make sure you hear me. 44 to 13. Oh. Here's what I here's what I love for Michigan in this game. Several times this season, as I've watched the Wolverines play, Hunter Dickinson has not dominated in the way Hunter Dickinson needs to dominate. Well, in this game, oh boy, yeah. 32 points on 13 of 16 shooting, double-double. He had 12 boards to go with it, two assists, two blocks. That is what he has to be game in and game out. I know they've got some other talent with Jet Howard and some other guys, but Hunter Dickinson has to be the central piece, the focal point. The problem, uh, part of that, though, is that he has to rely on guards to get him the ball. He's not going to be the one mm-hmm. uh, to initiate play for himself. Yep. Uh, and so i love to see them getting him that level of involved. And boy, what a performance. As for Maryland, Andy, I, after that 8-0 start, they have yep. now lost four of their last six. Their two wins in that stretch are home against St. Peter's and home against UM. BC and so mm-hmm. lots of Wisconsin, Tennessee, UCLA, and now Michigan. And obviously in the Big Ten, it ain't gonna get any easier. No. They go to Rutgers on Thursday, and you you hear Rutgers, and you're like, oh, okay, Rutgers. Listen, Rutgers is 19th at Ken Palm right now. So uh <laughs> yikes, Terrapins, yeah. good luck to you. Yeah, the only thing I had to add to that uh, game is just this one fun stat that I found. Hunter Dickinson and Terrence Williams combined to make 17 field goal attempts on 23 shots. So they were 17 for 23. Meanwhile, Maryland, 
18 made shots, so only one more make, 68 field goal attempts. Yikes. Not much more to add to that. That's a great find, Andy. And what a way for us to end getting into 2023 than by that wonderful stat by my uh, hatted friend today. Way to go, Andy. It's great to be back together. Folks, Happy New Year to all of you out there. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you if you have friends or family looking for a new college basketball pa- uh, podcast, make sure you share our show with them. For your second listen of the day, let us encourage you to check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. Biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and of course, the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and anywhere else you get podcasts before you get out of here if you would please subscribe to the show smash the like button leave some comments on your teams and your thoughts and what they are doing we'll be right back here with you tomorrow but until then peace peace